What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Welcome to a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. Thanks for tuning in this week. And this week, if you love you some lyrics, then this is the episode for you. Now, recently, we did an episode all about our favorite lyrics in Kelly Clarkson's songs, but that didn't necessarily cover only songs that were written by Kelly herself. And so today we wanted to specifically shine the spotlight on the songs that Kelly Clarkson has written herself along with other co-writers because Pam, in doing the research, I found that there really is no one song in her entire catalog that she alone has written. Did she not did did she co-write Irvine? That's the only one I can think of. Aben has a writing credit on that. Okay. Then you're right. You're completely yeah. right. Which is strange. Yeah. So the way that we we did this is we chose ten of our favorite songs that she has written. And we'll, you know, go into it a little bit further. Now I want to preface, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you, Jeremy, but at least for me, it wasn't like, okay, find the songs that Kelly's written, pick your ten favorite, and then that's the end of it. There was more involved for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the, the factors included actually, okay, yes, did Kelly write it or not? She had to have written it. Um, I chose lyrical content because there were certain songs. Um, I'm going to pick one for an example. Hazel Eyes. One of my favorite songs, A+. We love it. But lyrically, it's not why I listened to it. So I didn't even really put it on my list. And mm-hmm. um, so I, I needed to kind of have that thought in my head did i choose it for the lyrics did i choose do i like the song only for the the melody and the vocals or is it like a little bit of both so there were a few factors here so uh you know if i don't if i don't pick your favorite song i promise i probably still like it (laughs) yeah there are few songs in her catalog that any of us can say that we genuinely don't like look i have been dealing with the aftermath for the last few weeks over one single song off of uh, All I Ever Wanted that I didn't have a, uh, a popular affinity for. And look, I get it, you know. Uh, to be fair, I don't care. That's <laughs> so, the spirit. That's the spirit. Uh, but yeah, you know, in, in doing the research for this, you know, Pam and I both found out that Kelly, you know, is... I think she's sort of an equal opportunity songwriter. First and foremost, she is not the solo songwriter on any song that she has credit on. And then, you know, a very, very large chunk of the songs that she sings are not necessarily penned by her. Um, She's very capable and has had major hits with songs that she has no writing credit on. Now, I say it that way because it is well known that Kelly sometimes will remove herself from the writing credit, even if she did contribute for various reasons. And so, like, I think we all know that she has a technically she wrote on my life would suck without you, but she intentionally for her purposes removed herself from that particular song. Um, and I'm there's got to be other instances as well where she's like, you know what? I didn't contribute enough to warrant putting my name on this song. So I'm just going to leave this to the principal songwriters. And I think that's an admirable thing because there are a lot of songwriters out there and a lot of singers 
of a particular ego level that <laughs> almost demand in order for a a songwriter's song to be included on an album, they will demand that they get writing credit even if they didn't write a syllable of that song. I hate that. That is so absurd. Yeah. <sighs> Drives but today we're going to focus on the songs that Kelly did have a hand in. And like Pam said, you know, we each picked 10 songs. Chances are we're going to end up having some overlap here. Um, and I think we both ended up pulling kind of some lyrics that sort of give credence to the reason why we chose those particular songs. And that doesn't mean that if we didn't pick a particular song, it doesn't mean that we don't like it or, you know, we we you know, think that your decisions are wrong. It's just, it's obviously a purely subjective thing, but there's obviously some very, very good Kelly songs out there. We just couldn't fit them all in on the list. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a um, more or a less intense, less therapeutic <laughs> version <laughs> of our favorite lyrics episode. I try not to choose all the depressing lyrics. So ta-da. sometimes um, though, the it's the, the more depressing ones it's yeah. the deep songs that really sort of resonate a lot more and so there would be no shame in choosing those particular ones so because I, mean, I, I, I included them i just wanted oh, yeah. to make sure that it wasn't every single one yeah i definitely have uh my fair share of sad lyrics in my choices here yes uh, Pam, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? I don't care. You you can start this time. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with sort of a, a, a left field choice. I'm actually going to go with a song from the latest album, When Christmas Comes Around. Although we've known this song for a while, I actually chose Christmas Eve. And this is a song that I really, really like I just as a whole. Like, I love the product as a whole. Now, there's not any one particular lyric to quote and that's like this is the only selection of all the things that i've done or all the songs that i've picked this is the only one that i didn't pull out an exact lyric that i love i like the sum of all the parts i just think that it is an all-around great christmas song um i just think that it is one of those ones that is going to be sneaky good for the years to come especially now that it's put out on a proper album there are radio stations that are playing it around the holiday season which you know you're going to start hearing those uh in the next few weeks and i just think that it is all around a really well crafted christmas song and I know that there are a lot of other songs from, I mean, you know, you think Trouble With Love Is, Miss Independent, uh, Addicted, You Love Me. I mean, there are a lot of songs that Kelly has put her her pen to paper for that could very well have taken the spot that I gave to Christmas Eve. But I think as me as a, as a Christmas fan, and I think that Kelly really does well when it comes to writing Christmas music uh, and originals specifically, uh, this one just had to sneak in on my list. I mean, if I were to number them one to 10, this would be number 10, um, not because it's particularly superior to any other written Kelly song, but I just really wanted to get this one in here because I just think it's a really, really well-crafted Christmas song. Yeah. And I think it's a good song that's like... Um Lyrically, I think it's so it has a lot of visual. Like you can picture what she's saying because it's just a lot of. It's not just like fluff stuff. It's um, I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to like play the song in my head. Sleigh bells, like st- I don't know. Star, like you can just. It's it's very uh, clear what she's talking about, and I think I don't know. It's not necessarily like a love love song. So yeah, I don't know. It's different. I like it. Yeah, like I like the reasoning for it. 
And I'm really glad that that, that song has has stopped being stressful for you because I know you mentioned Me that too. recently after when we were talking about the the full album. <laughs> I always was like, I don't understand how this song stresses Pam out so much, but I'm I'm glad that that is sort of wearing off a little bit, and you can start to appreciate the song. Me too. It only took four years, but you know what? Better, better late than never. <laughs> Um, I guess staying on the Christmas theme, I will choose my one Christmas song, um, which is also from the new album. It is Merry Christmas, Baby. Um, nice. I did mention, I believe I mentioned this lyric in our um, little mini bonus episode about the album. It is, you send gifts that someone else picks, you send cards with empty promises, but you don't need to worry about me again. Like, Wow, like that yeah. seems like straight out of like a diary. And yeah. not that it's funny, like the recent episode of the Kelly Clarkson show with Dave Grohl, the two of them were talking about like, oh, like what do like, you know, lyrics mean to you? Like what does uh, a specific song mean to you? And they were also talking about how sometimes they, I guess Dave just came out with a book and Kelly's like, I don't necessarily want to like reveal everything. Which I understand because the you know not everyone needs to know all of her business, but like yeah. that screams like very literal, and the fact that she's like letting the public know about this makes me like a little like ooh gosh like burn like yeah. I don't know it's just something about it it's very like um, it's very savage if I can use a lack of a better <laughs> term, but it's just like whoa like we know that this probably happened to her and um, I think it's. I like when artists use very literal and um, honest lyrics that speak from their experience because it kind of gives us a little bit better context of the song. Sure. Absolutely. That's my pick. I should also say that I have more than one Christmas song on my list. I have a feeling I know what the other one is, and I I almost put it on my list, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this this is probably the first one that I'm I'm fairly certain has got to be on your list, Pam. If it's not, I'm not saying I'm surprised, but I got to feel like it's going to be on your list as well. Uh, my next selection was piece by piece. I it actually wasn't because I I thought it was going to be too predictable if I had it, but I it was like on the short list of ones that didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean you you hit the nail on the head when you were talking um about Merry Christmas Baby where you know it's you you hear songs and you're just like, you know, you know that the person who wrote that song really lived it and piece by piece is sort of one of those really painfully autobiographical songs that Kelly has that she has, you know, kind of become a little bit known for, for really wearing her heart on her sleeve. Um, she wrote this song along with Greg Kirsten, who is an excellent, uh, producer and songwriter. And, uh, but you know that the majority of the words are Kelly's. And it, if you think about it, you know, if there's any song that, or any songs that are primarily penned by Kelly, it's the ones that are the most autobiographical and I mean, I hate to say it kind of, you know, the most painful and, you know, piece by piece is definitely one of those. And I mean, with it will probably shock nobody that we sort of have its uh, sibling song coming later in our lists. Um, you know, this one really, really hit home for me. You know, I've told the story before on the podcast about, um, you know, 
my interaction with Kelly over this song. Um, the lyric that I pulled from this particular song uh, is the one that says, and all of your words fall flat. I made something out of myself and now you want to come back. But your love, it isn't free. It has to be earned. Back then, I didn't have anything you needed, so I was worthless. Um, that lyric hits so hard for kids of divorce where one of the parents is sort of not present all the time. And especially if you've been in a situation where one parent has sort of been missing in action for a long period of time. And, and I am very comfortable saying that, you know, I'm a child of divorce. My parents split when I was six months old and I didn't actually meet my, as I call him, my sperm donor. Oh my uh, gosh. I didn't meet him until I was like maybe 12, 13 years old. Wow. And he pulled the whole, like, you know, came to town for the weekend, took me places, bought me stuff, you know, tried to be like dad. Um, and, you know, both my mom and I saw right through it. We knew exactly what he was doing. And then I only have seen him in person twice since then. And I'm in my forties now. So, uh, oh you can, you can see how a song like piece by piece would really resonate with somebody like me. And it, and it definitely does. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't get all Keith Urban about it, but like I still, <laughs> you know, it, it, it touches me emotionally uh, every time I hear that song. You know, I, I instantly put myself into her scenario, which is what a really good songwriter does is makes you feel something when you hear their lyrics. And so uh, I couldn't not have this on my list. I think I purposely didn't have it on my list because um, I'm very fortunate that I can't really relate to the song at the moment. However, mm -hmm. so when, when I do think... Thankfully, yeah. When I do hear, when I do listen to it, I really just think of Kelly's situation and the fact that it is just so polar opposite now of what the lyrics say. It like yeah. breaks my heart to hear it because I know it's just like she's probably never going to sing it again. Yeah. Rightfully so. Um, so I think that's why I kind of was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't put this one on here. I don't really want to listen to it. Yeah, I thought about that too, about, you know, there are, there's just certain songs in her catalog that I think we have heard for the last time. And it's unfortunate because piece by piece was a very big hit for her. Um, you know, it was arguably, you know, the standout song from that particular record, which didn't have a lot of standout songs. And now it becomes a painful part of her history. Um, and we're, we're, you know, trying not to necessarily divulge into, you know, anything particular about personal life stuff. Cause we've always said that we won't, but you know, I can, I can see where, you know, this song, I don't want to say she's going to ignore it, but I wouldn't see any real, you know, allusions to this song anytime soon. No. And going off of that, I think I'm going to go to my next song because it kind of mm -hmm. is a similar theme to this. And that would be also from the Peace by Peace album. It is Tightrope. Um, Good choice. It's a very similar situation, it seems. Again, I don't know everything that went on or goes on in her personal life. None of us do. But the lyric, we're so messed up, but I know that you and I will fall in time eventually, or maybe we'll both die trying. I mean, it seems like this song is really about like loving someone, but knowing that it's like a definitely a dysfunctional relationship but really doing what you can to make it work um, yeah 
I think everyone can relate to that in whether that is a romantic thing or a friendship or a parent or anything like that. Um, I mean, I definitely have gone through that and it sucks. Um, and I just think it really, I, I didn't really understand it when the song came out, but now with things that have happened in the last year or two, it makes a little bit more sense and it just, it just sucks. But again, it's, I love the honesty and just it kind of feels like a page ripped out of her diary. Not that we need to know everything, but like when you put it out in, into song, it does help people because I'm sure many people listening have gone through the exact same thing. Yeah, Tightrope is on my short list uh, to make my sort of quote unquote top 10. And it was sort of, I think I actually decided to leave it off of my list purely because of the the lyrical content and how it sort of how it feels now versus when she uh, you know recorded the song i didn't want the my whole list to be full of those kinds of songs <laughs> because that's not necessarily what makes a really great song having it you know either the the lyrics come true down the road or they get completely contradicted um but unfortunately you know kelly is going to have some of those songs in her catalog that, you know, are, are just unfortunately that way because, you know, she is obviously a person who, when she loves, she loves fully and, you know, does, you know, she goes a hundred percent and that really showed in her songwriting. I mean, you can tell, um, during the periods of wrapped in red piece by piece, um, meaning of life you know she was a woman who was very much in love and wanted to share that life experience in her lyrics and anytime a songwriter does that you always take the chance of well if this goes bad this is all going to sound really strange <laughs> and uh you know it's it's difficult to to go back and listen to those three records in particular because you know, now with hindsight, you're just like, oof, if she only knew, if she only knew what was coming. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's tough to hear those. Um, with that said, I have another song from one of those three albums, but this is my second and final, uh, Christmas choice for the list. And I think it's probably, I, I would actually going to say it's a surprise because before I reveal the title, Pam, what song do you think it is? I assumed it was underneath the tree, but I guess I'm wrong. No, actually, it is underneath the tree. Okay. I was I was thinking you might have thought it was going to be wrapped in red because that was also one that I sort of toyed with putting on the list. Um, but I, I didn't want to have too many Christmas songs because, I mean, Kelly is not she's not a Christmas artist um, like so many uh, other artists have sort of molded into. But um, I, I wanted to go with a little more of an upbeat song when it came to Christmas and I just think that, and I've said this before on the podcast and I'll reiterate it again. I think that underneath the tree is one of the best Christmas songs to come out in the last 25 years. Um, I think that, you know, it, it's so hard to say, you know, what's going to be the next all I want for Christmas is you, you know, I mean, the Mariah Carey song was such a, an, it was such an anomaly because there hadn't been a massive Christmas hit in years. I mean, I probably, I mean, you have to go back to the eighties to really find some really big pop Christmas hits. And then Mariah Carey comes in with this song and it becomes, you know, an absolute staple. And, and by, you know, some accounts, some people say it's one of the best Christmas songs of all time. 
debatable, but <laughs> um, but I, I really do think that Kelly's song is is not going to be the kind of hit like that was where it was a smash right out of the box and then over time became sort of a Christmas staple. I think that Underneath the Tree is a slow grower and it seems like every year that song attaches itself a little bit more and becomes a part of people's Christmas celebrations and Christmas radio station playlists. Um, I know that it, you know, wasn't always a staple on my radio station that plays Christmas music. I, I, it wasn't a staple on there until a few years ago. And now not only is that song uh, part of the regular rotation every holiday season, but so is wrapped in red. And so is a, and you know, my grown up Christmas list. Um, so I, I just think that that song has been a little underestimated. I think it's finally starting to get, the recognition that it deserves. But um, I really do think that. And again, this is not being me being a homer. I mean, I love Christmas music in general. And so I listen to a lot of it and I've listened to a lot of current contemporary Christmas albums. And they uh, so many of them are just throwaways. And a lot of times, you know, it's it's half a dozen, you know, originals that are, you know, anywhere from mediocre to bad. Um, and then they throw on, you know, half a dozen standards so that, you know, maybe they'll get played on pop radio. Um, I just don't think there's a lot of thought put into, you know, Christmas albums. And so I just really think that, you know, she found the right songwriters. Again, this is another Kelly and Greg Kirsten uh, collaboration. Um, and I just think that they really have gold when they go in and they write a holiday song. And uh, the lyric I chose uh, was really the the lyrics from the chorus itself. And that's you're you're here where you should be. Snow is falling as the carolers sing. It just wasn't the same alone on Christmas Day. Um, so it's it's a really nice relationship song plus Christmas song. But yet it's ambiguous enough that it doesn't latch itself to any one particular person. So it can be enjoyed by the songwriter herself uh, every holiday season. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my uh, my reasonings behind Underneath the Tree. I feel like you saying that it's like a slow grow is just like a metaphor for her entire career where people yeah. are finally <laughs> realizing like, oh, Kelly Clarkson's really good. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's just a huge metaphor. They're like, oh, yeah, I saw her on The Voice or I saw her on her talk show. I like her. I'm like, where have you been the last 19 years? Wake exactly. up. Exactly wake up good choice that was i was debating between that and merry christmas baby and then i went with the more petty lyric because it's me um <laughs> next song we're gonna switch to the my december album mm -hmm. for a maybe not obvious song i don't know um this probably would be my number 10 on the list i chose how i feel nice. and I think I've said, I think I said this in our album breakdown. I really thought this should have been a single, but that's not necessarily why I included it here. Um, I think this is like an anthem for like a lot of people in their twenties, um, <laughs> where you, I, where people are just like, you need to do this on this timeline. I feel like that's just like constantly shoved in our faces when we're younger. Um, also when you're older, you know, I'm sure there's also a lot as well when you get in past your twenties, but I can only speak from experience being in my late twenties. Yeah. The thing about, oh, graduating college at this age, getting your dream job, having kids, buying a house, all that stuff. And it's just, it's great if you have that. Fantastic. I'm happy for you. But like, not everyone's going to be on the same timeline. Um, and speaking from experience, maybe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I chose the lyric, oh, I'm getting tired of believing, even sicker of pretending that it's not so bad, just wait it out. 
And it's like kind of that thought where like you're at a certain age and you're just like, okay, I'm ke- I keep waiting for something to happen and this and this. And then it just, you're just waiting forever. And um, I don't know. I think I relate to that a lot right now. And I think a lot of people do as well. I'm not like, I think for her, it may have been more like romantically for me because she talks about like, you know, babies and, you know, getting married and everything. And I'm like, I'm not even thinking about that now. But like, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just, I also just really like the song, and yeah. we don't talk, we don't talk about it enough. So I'm going to bring it up. And one thing too, I, I think that we also need to kind of just say, for the sake of you know putting it out there, um, you know, we don't know exactly what parts, especially when Kelly works with a co-writer, we don't know exactly what parts. You know, okay, this was a Kelly lyric, this was mm-hmm. a you know co-writer lyric. We really don't know. I mean, it's it's so hard to to tell that you know without her coming right out and being like okay that's my line that's his line that's her line this is my line uh because i mean you don't get that from songwriters everybody just sort of shares credit when it comes to writing songs you can kind of tell a little bit who the principal songwriter is because generally that's the first one that's listed uh on an album credit but for the most part you know we don't know if like the lines that we are sharing are the ones that she herself wrote or if it was written by a co-writer. So I feel like we had to kind of say that a little bit because yeah. it's just, it's out there. Um, good choice. I, nice. I really like that song. That was again, another one that was on my short list as well. Um, my next one comes from the album that we just recently broke down. This was a song that was written by Kelly as well as a joke, uh, Joachim Olland. Uh, this was, I want you. I I just think that uh, in addition to needing to have been a single, um, I I just think that this is such a well-crafted pop song. Uh, It's just, I mean, one of the best qualities of a pop song is being an earworm and something that sticks with you. And the chorus of this song is just so good and just, I mean, it's so simple and yet it's so good in that it just sticks in your head. I mean, I, I would hope that after your first time, if you think back to the first time you listened all the way through the All I Ever Wanted album, you know, the, if you weren't at some point in your life going, you, 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 <laughs> I won't. I mean, if you weren't like humming that at some point, um, then you listen to it wrong because, I mean, it's just this is exactly what a pop song should be. Um, I really love the line. Kiss me when I uh, kiss me. Like when I first saw you figured out, couldn't be without you. Um, you know, just what a, what a fun, cute line to have in a song. Uh, you know, somebody, you know, thinking about a, a, a first kiss being so memorable and, you know, realizing just with that one action that you could not be without a person, um, is really, really, you know, a, a nice, Great pop lyric. Um, this song again is just so incredibly catchy. It just sticks with you, which again is, is a great sign of a good, is of a great song. Um, you know, it was so underrated and so forgotten that, you know, I'm, I'm downright angry about it. Um, it's a little late now since we're, you know, you know, four or five albums later <laughs> that I mean, it's, I think the campaign for justice can end for this particular song, but um, either way, it's just, it's one of those songs that always sticks with me. It's a, it's a crank up every time I, I hear it come on, whether I'm listening all the way through the album or it just happens to come on through a shuffle. Uh, it's just one of my favorite Kelly songs and uh, I couldn't, couldn't leave it off the list. It's a good one. Yeah. I always, I always forget about the song. And again, it's not cause I don't like it. It's just, it's so different from anything she's ever done. It's just so like fluff and happy and mm-hmm. not, 
it's like it's not really that cheesy it's just like a fun song so i thought that was a good choice yeah i mean especially when you think about you know how this record came after my december i mean it is the um it is the emotional opposite of <laughs> everything on my december yes i mean it's it's so sugary bubblegum pop but you know at the same time i mean that's sort of that's the wheelhouse that I love Kelly the most is when she's, you know, she just puts out a really good pop banger. And um, I wish this song had a little more attention than it did get. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next song, I'm going to go actually to the, the stronger album. Um, I chose you love me. And I think that it's a song that, um, a lot of people have gone gone through this experience, um, or hopefully you haven't, but I feel like a lot of us have. Um, it's kind of a little bit of, you know, how do I explain this? And again, it doesn't even have to be romantically, but it's about someone saying something to you, but then like doing the opposite. So it's like almost a little like um, gaslighting, if I could say that, where it's like people... Let me just read the lyrics so people can understand. Mm -hmm. Okay. You didn't let me down. You didn't tear me apart. You just opened my eyes while breaking my heart. You didn't do it for me. I'm not as dumb as you think. You just made me cry while claiming that you love me. It's literally like saying, oh my God, I love you so much, yet literally ruining this person's life. And it is kind of a gaslight situation in a sense. And, or like using someone as like a scapegoat for your, your issues, but like, you love them, so you feel like you can use them for your issues. I have very much been in this situation, and it sucks, um, but it's wonderful when you get out of it. Um, but yeah, I just think it's um, it's a situation that we don't talk about a lot. And by we, I mean just like the world. Um, I feel like a lot of times people view any sort of relationship as like a black and white situation, and they don't necessarily talk about what happens when it's um, – very mixed and confusing signs from the other person. Um, so I just, I really enjoyed this and it's also just a really good song. Let's be honest. And I think this should have been a bigger song. I love how angry the chorus is, which is the the lyrics that you picked. And I just, I love the, the anger that, cause you don't often hear Kelly's choruses be really angry, but I mean, this is her, like yelling at somebody yeah and i just i picture her you know getting in some dude's grill like yelling these lyrics in his face um and it, it paints a really really good picture and yeah i i love this song for that uh it's actually one of my favorite choruses uh, of kelly's songs i mean it's not you know top tier but it's like top 10 mm-hmm. uh, but i really really like the choice so nice one thank you all right, my next choice is for also from the All I Ever Wanted album. I'm sticking around on this one for Already Gone. Ooh, okay, elaborate. Uh, this was a Kelly and Ryan Tedder collab. Um, you know, this one, I go, I go hot and cold on this song, but the more I've, especially when we did our breakdown and when you were specifically talking about the video treatment for this song and how it didn't turn out the way that the director originally wanted and and sort of the direction that they went after we got done recording that episode, that sort of that whole point stayed with me. And I went back and I reread the lyrics for already gone. And I'm sure maybe some of you have already done this before, 
But if you go, if you haven't, you need to do this. Go back and reread the lyrics of Already Gone, but put it from the perspective of somebody who has died. And if you do that, holy, like, it becomes a whole new song. I actually haven't thought about that. And that's like really insane because it's like I never thought of it as a grieving song. I thought it was like a breakup where someone can't yes. go. Grieving is very people. different. So I need to do that. A lot of people have thought of it as like just like your regular average breakup song, but come at it from and because you because we had talked about in that episode about how the director wanted it to be and he made the visuals so that it seemed like Kelly had been dead the whole time in it was sort of a sixth sense kind of a thing for this video. If you go back and you put Kelly in the perspective of having unalived, um the lyrics hit differently. So think about this line, and I want you to know you couldn't have loved me better, but I want you to move on so I'm already gone. Damn. <laughs> I, I I reread that after our after we recorded that episode. And I thought, holy crap, this is a totally new song. Um, I'm like, wow, Kelly Dunn made herself a Halloween song. Oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, so I was just I was so blown away. And I and I went and I listened to the song a couple of times. I'm just wow. This is a whole new song from this perspective. If you've already done this before or if you've already been looking at it from the perspective of someone who's not alive anymore, then, you know, uh, and this is not anything new to you. But if this is the first time you've thought about this, go back and listen to the song, follow along with the lyrics and it'll blow your damn mind and it'll be it'll become a completely new song for you. Damn. Now we need to do that. Like as soon as we hang up, I'm doing that. <laughs> that's a good choice. And like I yeah. was wondering why you chose it. Not that it's bad. I just was like, huh, that's not something that would have stuck with me. But that is a great reason. So Yeah, it just it the the perspective changed for you know, and all these years later, you know, what is it, twelve, thirteen years later from that song's release, and it it became a completely new song for me. And I love when songs do that. I love when you can go and you can look at a song from a completely different perspective and it changes almost changes the meaning for you and it breathes new life into a song. And I've actually been listening to that song more recently just because I now have this new take on it. And it's, it's so much fun to do that. Yeah. Good choice. Um, my next song is, um, oof. It's a song that I thought Kelly kind of forgot about kind of, and she recently revived it. It is called Maybe. It is my favorite yes. song on the planet. I nearly passed out when I found out that she was going to be covering this on the Kelly Oki part of the Kelly Clarkson show. And shout out to anyone who like messaged or tweeted us was like, "It's Pam okay?" And I'm like, "Not really." <laughs> but I, I love that people were like, "Pam, I'm like, are you, are you okay right now?" Like. I'm like, oh, this is the best day of my life. Um, that yeah, I think the, the it was the Dave Grohl episode. <laughs> yeah, I think the exact tweet came from Dan, who was like, just checking in on Pam to see if she's recovered from maybe on the <laughs> Kelly Clarkson show today. <laughs> I'm like, no, I haven't. I still have it. Um, oh. I kind of went into this a little bit more, I think, in our like favorite lyrics episode. So I won't go too into it too much, but I think it's really hard to choose like a specific lyric from the song because I think the whole song is worthy of mention, but I just chose the very beginning. It's I'm strong, but I break. I'm stubborn and I make plenty of mistakes. Yeah, I'm hard and life with me is never easy to figure out to love. I'm jaded, but oh so lovely. And I think 
that's something i mean humans are very complex things like we're very complex creatures that you know my how i'm perceived to one person is different from another and it's just really you know we have many layers to us not to get all deep here but we do and i just think it's really important that like if you come across someone and maybe you don't like them for one reason like there could be good in other places within them and i just think this song is really about like yeah i have some issues but like i'm also like a good person and like you know i'm worth it and um i just think that's a really good message i mean i know the song is a little bit more sad but i do find the positive in that in that verse and that's something that's always stuck with me um i hope this song i mean i again it's a sad song and I know there have been rumors flying around for a while that this is about Brandon. I don't know for sure. I'm not even going to, you know, that's not why I wanted to include this. I just think the moment I heard this from the bootleg version on the Addicted Tour that I had on my iPod that I would listen to every single night before the album came out, this has just been a song that has always stuck with me. And uh, I really hope she brings this back on, on tour whenever that might be because I would flip. Like seeing this being performed on national television in 2021 was not on my bingo card for this year. <laughs> it wasn't, but I'm so happy it happened. Yeah. And for a couple things here, first and foremost, this was actually my next song too. So I'm, I'm glad that you're, that you landed on this song. Uh, same when it comes to seeing it performed on TV and, you know, at, at the recording time of this episode, you know, we've seen what three classic Kelly songs now this season. Yeah. And, you Which know, actually, all, weirdly enough, are all on my list, and I didn't plan that. It was yeah. you Love Me, Tightrope, and Maybe. Yeah, and I have really enjoyed the fact that she has done album tracks for her karaoke segments. You know, it'd be very easy for her to to break out the hits to play because a lot of the songs that she covers from other artists are all big hits. And so I like that she is shining a spotlight on some songs that deserve it from her catalog. And, you know, obviously, you know, maybe is probably the most beloved song by the fan base that she's done thus far uh, through Kelly Oki. And so I'm I was very happy for you, Pam, (laughs) and for the fan base when she played it, because, you know, it's still the song still holds up. It still sounds really good. Um, you know, the lyric that I pulled uh, for my mention of the song was, I don't want to be tough and I don't want to be proud. I don't need to be fixed and I certainly don't need to be found. I'm not lost. Um, again, you know, it's a it's a really cool like Kelly standing her ground, putting it, you know, even though she sings it very sweetly, um, you know, that particular line, she does give a little bit more energy to. And it, it again, sounds like she's, you know, putting it in the face of somebody, but maybe that person is not actually standing there. You know, maybe she's trying to say, you know, Hey, I don't actually need you, but what if, but I also, I don't need you. I'm fine, but it would probably be great if we were together. Um, yeah. And I, you know, we've heard a couple of different names attached to who that song could be about. And, I don't really even care, you know, I don't think it changes the context for me at all to know or to actually know who that song is about. I don't want to know who it's about. I don't. 
Yeah, I, I, again, I don't think it would change the meaning for me at all to know who was the, you know, the intended target, so to speak, of of uh, of that particular song. Uh, by the way, uh, maybe being a song that was from Kelly uh, Aben and Jimmy Messner, uh, you know, they're a. a they are a great songwriting team, whether you're talking Kelly and Aben or Kelly and Jimmy, um, a really good songwriting team. Um, I would have been interested to hear this song in the context of a different record outside of my December. Interesting. Um, just to hear what production wise, how this song might have sounded. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it would have sounded the exact same as it does on my December, just because there was a vibe on that album. And so um, it would be interesting to see how this song might sound if it were on like stronger or meaning of life. Uh, but either way, you know, the version that we have is still immaculate and still one of my favorite listens from this particular album. And again, I'm so uh, I'm so grateful that she chose it for a recent Kellyoke because I think that this song is one that is still loved so much uh, by her fans. And I, I would like to think that that's one of the reasons why she picked it is because uh, she's acknowledging that the fans really did love it. And even, you know, when it came to her performing it in concert, uh, whether it be, you know, when it first showed up on the addicted tour to when it was on the, my December tour, uh, still one of, you know, one of her strongestly written songs, strongestly written. I don't know if that's yeah, actually, it a works, word, but it works. We're going to go with it. Uh, but yeah, excellent choice, Pam. Nicely done. Thanks. All right. Uh, my next one, I'm, I'm sticking around again on the All I Ever Wanted record. I don't know why I'm so like stuck on this, but there were several songs that I really, really liked from this album. And now that I look at it more, it, my list actually kind of goes backwards chronologically, which is fine. But I think that uh, there were a lot of songs uh, on this particular album that I was really fond of. And my next one is Cry. That's on mine. <laughs> great. Yeah. This yeah. is a, uh, a Kelly, Jason Halbert, and then Mark Lee Townsend uh, song. And this is one of those songs where I'm just like, okay. And again, I understand. And I might have even probably said this on the breakdown. Uh, but again, this is before I got the context to what I, everything I felt about already gone. Um, I, I, if I remember correctly, I might have even said that I thought that Cry was the better of the two ballads, uh, the big ballads, uh, then already gone. I'm not saying I don't still feel that way, but this is still a really, really good song. This was such a powerful song, not only recorded, but also live. It was very, very powerful to see it live. Uh, the lyric that I went with, it's kind of the longest lyric of all of them that I chose, uh, says, if anyone asks, I'll tell them we just grew apart. What do I care if they believe me or not? Where it, uh, whenever I feel your memory is breaking my heart, I'll pretend I'm okay with it all. Act like there's nothing wrong. Um, you know, what a, God, what a lyric, you know? Um, and just the performance of this song is so like gut wrenching. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, Pam, we, we also talked about this song in our TV and movie episode because yes. I think it got used and it may have gotten used like on a dumb, like, you know, Laguna beach or something type of an episode. But it was also no, on I, Glee. It was on Glee. It was on Glee. That was the one I'm thinking of. Um, and you know, say what you will about Leah Michelle, you know, as a person, but like her performance of this song was really, really good. Um, and I think it's just when you get really good source material to work with, um, it's very easy to have a really good performance. And I always liked this song. I thought that it was worthy of the high track listing that it had. I mean, it was the third song on the album. Um, and I just thought it was really the standout ballad of all I ever wanted. 
Yeah, I, I had this on my list as well, and I chose pretty much the exact same lyric. And again, not to get too personal on here, but I think it, um, I, I think we had said that she had written this about a friend, but she like in mind, but then she made it more romantic, and it's really about any kind of breakup in general. And um, yeah, like I, going back to Kelly's inspiration, like friend breakups suck. Like they do. No one talks about oh, it. Yeah. Like they really do suck. And, um, it just, it's a very, the song can be a very literal, um, literal lyrics. You can very much visu- visualize it. And people can often, when they hear this, like put themselves in a place when this may have happened to them at one point. So I've been obsessed with this song for the last few months. Um, not for any personal reason for, but, um, <laughs> no, we're good. But, um, yeah, no, I just, I, it's a song I never really paid any attention to until recently. And now I'm, that's all I can think about. And it's come up in so many episodes for us in the last couple months, last mm-hmm. couple weeks rather. So yeah. I think it was a great choice and um, I love this song. So nice. I have to bring this back to just bring back all yes. the good underrated ballads. Um, my next one is a song I've definitely spoken about before, um, but it also was kind of like a random choice for favorite lyrics, whatever. We're going to go to the Piece by Piece album with Bad Reputation. And the lyric I chose was, which I like, I'm not going to lie, like whenever I hear this part of the song, I never know what she's saying. But then when I actually read it, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, girl. Okay. Once a girl (laughs) controlled the world with words that pierced the bone. Now I'm smiling like a lovesick puppet. Everybody knows. And I don't know. The reason why I chose this is because like, I don't know. It's very different from lyrics that she talks about because this is about her like falling in love. And I feel like it's like fun when you like start to like someone, you know, if you're like really like, you know, put on like the stone cold face and you're just like, oh, I don't have any feelings. And then suddenly someone comes into your life, whether that's like romantically or like a new friend, you're just like, oh, this is really new and exciting. And you're just like, I don't know what to do with all these emotions. It's like kind of fun. I don't know. And I think this song has a good way of representing that. And again, very different from a lot of songs that she usually sings about because most of the, the the lyrics on my list are pretty depressing or upsetting. This was a different one. This was like, you know what? I'm like kind of happy and this is kind of a weird feeling, but like, let's just like try to soak it in. And uh, yeah, that's really about it. Yeah, it makes sense that you would grab that song because again, this is like, I, I don't know how many appearances that Greg Kirsten has made on this list, but yeah. I mean- He's a really, really great songwriter and producer as well. And, you know, this is another Greg Kirsten song um, that, you know, I I really think that it deserved to be on the standard edition of the album because, I mean, this is a technically this is a deluxe edition song. Um, and by the way, in addition to Kelly and Greg writing on this, it was also uh, Kelly Sheehan and Bonnie McKee, who is a fantastic songwriter. Uh, so I think that this was a really, really good writing team. And I think they came up with an excellent song. Um, yes, I, this is another one of those songs that I love revisiting every now and again, just because again, those like deluxe edition songs that don't necessarily get the same kind of play, you know, for a lot of big fans, like if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you bought the deluxe edition. And so you just know this as a part of the piece by piece album, but the average population who bought the standard edition of the album, they didn't want to spend extra money for a couple of extra songs. They never got introduced to this song. And I think that that's a shame because, you know, there's some really, really solid stuff 
um, you know, included in the deluxe edition. And, you know, I always did, you know, Bad Reputation was one of those songs that I didn't love on my first couple of listens. And I think it was because it was more the musical structure of the song. But once I, cause what I always do with a, with an album is I will go and listen to it in s- several different listening sort of sessions where sometimes I'm listening to the musical makeup of an album and then I go and I listen for the lyrical content and bad reputation didn't pop for me until I got to my whole sort of lyrical listen. And, uh, it's an excellent choice. Thank you. All right. My next choice, uh, takes us to the breakaway album. And I chose Walk Away. Uh, I, I like this song a lot because I think it's one of Kelly's sassiest songs. And I, I just love sassy Kelly on any of the albums that she does and any song that she does. Uh, so this one was a very easy choice for me because it just it's such like a fun song from the album. Um, this is one that was uh Kelly, Cara Dioguardi, Chantal Kreviatsik, and I'm trying to remember the last person's name on the album. I, I'm, I, I forget what it is. It'll, it'll come to me. Um, but again, Cara and Chantal, both excellent singers and songwriters. Um, and I just think that I'm just picturing, I know this is not how songs are written, but in my head, I just picture people sitting around a table, bouncing ideas off of each other, and then they just sit there until they bang out a song. Well, sometimes that is how it works. Not always. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. In fact, most likely that's not how things work. But I, I just picture all of these ladies sitting around a table and just like pouring out their like sassiest lyrics that they can come up with and, and ended up hitting a banger of a song that was another hit off of this album. And the lyric I chose was, uh, I gave you everything and never asked for anything. And look at me, I'm all alone. Uh, which again is just like, nobody does like, fu songs like kelly clarkson does yeah and a lot of times you may not realize a song is sort of a blow-off song or a you know an fu song but walk away is just seriously one of my favorites of that particular umbrella for kelly um i don't know there's i don't know what else you can say about this song there's so much that's been said about this song and this album uh it was just such a a great song and i and i love that I love where they placed walk away on the album because it was so deep into the album. You were like, you were kind of starting to go on that downturn as an album starts to end and then walk away just brings you back. Um, and I think that it was, it worked so well as a song to do that as a person who listens all the way through albums. Um, and I, and I feel like I've talked about this song a lot, but it's still, you know, one of my favorites and lyrically it's so much fun. I love it. It's such a fun song. And I love what they do with it on tour because they always change it up every tour. Yeah. I love that. It keeps it interesting. So good choice. Um, My next song is one I I have a feeling is on yours. Um, I'll just say it now. I picked Sober. I think that was kind of an obvious choice. Um, I, as much as I wanted to pick the, picked all my weeds, but kept the flowers lyric because I think that's the most predictable one. And it's definitely my favorite. Um, definitely. I spoke about that more. We both did in the favorite lyrics episode. Um, I chose a different lyric just to spice things up. And that was, so I won't worry about my timing. I want to get it right. No comparing, second guessing. No, not this time. 
it kind of goes a little bit back to what I was saying before about um, the whole timeline situation, about having things, certain things in your life done by a, cert, by a certain age. I think we all feel that way in some way. Um, and I don't think social media helps because we are constantly seeing what other people are up to. And they're like, you know, you're like, oh, they're doing this thing. I should be doing that. And everything is on social media is fake. Let's be honest here. Um, <laughs> ju- it's just hyped up. But I just think it's a really important message that I always try to remind myself because I'm totally guilty of, you know, comparing myself to other people. We we all are. And if you don't do that, then I applaud you because it takes a lot of practice for me. And um, just to like remember that like you don't have to do something at a certain point, like just live your life and whenever it happens, if it does, then like great. And if it doesn't, fine. So um, that's my therapy session for today. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, this is another song that we have talked at great length about. Um, and it's funny, actually, that you that you said that you weren't going to pick the the line that, you know, sort of is the standout line from the song. It's it's the as I like to call it, it's the tattoo line yeah. of the song. It's the one that everybody takes away from. It. And it's funny because I, like, I said at the beginning of the episode that, you know, we never know who writes what song or what lyric in what song. But in this case, we actually know that particular line, the picked all my weeds, but kept the flowers. We actually know for a fact that that was written by Calamity McIntyre. I love her uh, name, Calamity. That's such a fun name. uh, Because, you know, Kelly sort of built the song around those lyrics. And so, I mean, that's why Calamity gets a writing credit on the song. And so I'm actually glad that you didn't pick those lyrics because I'd be like, well, that's the actual one choice where we know that that isn't a Kelly lyric. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, uh, you know, this is, I don't know what else we can say about sober. Um, This was in fact, yes, on my list. Um, It was actually the next song I was going to do. So I'm I'm glad that we were syncing up like that. Um, My lyric was actually the, the first two lines of the song. And it's where if you take it out of how she delivers the song, and if you just say this line, it could be a line that any person has said to themselves when they are about to make a really important decision in their life. And the line is, I don't know, this could break my heart or it could say or or save me. I don't want to add lines to it. I don't know. This could break my heart or save me. And that is that is a line, whether or not you have said that line word for word, you have probably thought along those lines about many decisions that you have made in your life, probably more uh, interpersonal decisions. You know, you're about to make a decision about a person or, or some, someone special in your life. And you have to think, okay, this is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to break my heart or it's going to save me. And what a way to start a song, you know, uh, she, she's obviously got, to a fork in the road and she's going to need to figure out which way to go. And I always like, I always just pause on that lyric every single time I hear it. And it, you know, it it means one thing when you hear Kelly deliver the line, it's another, when you just stop and read it out loud and think about that in the context of your own life. Uh, And I'm not meaning to get super existential here, but um, the lyrics of that song are really, really deep. I mean, I could have picked any lyric of this song mm-hmm. uh, to say that it's a quality lyric and it's just a really, really powerful song. I think, you know, there's a reason why it is sort of the favorite 
song amongst a lot of the Kelly fandom. And I got to be honest, I'm I've been going back and forth on whether or not I ever think that Kelly would do a Kellyoke to this song um, just because a so many songs from my December were overlooked. But also, I, I think that she knows where this song lies in the eyes of the fans. And I hope that she um, I hope that she knows. I think she does. Because, yeah, because it's just it's one of those songs that everyone sort of gravitated to. And it's I, again, I, I don't know what else we can say about this particular song. And, you know, the. uh if we could take a sort of a, a sidetrack here for just a second, Pam, and do some shameless self-promotion. Oh. I thought maybe we could we were going to do this at the end of this episode uh, because we have a really, really big episode coming next week. We do. But this, I think, is a really good time to mention it okay. um, because, you know, this song makes a lot of sense for the show that we're going to have next week. Uh, and that is because we are actually going to be speaking with one of the songwriters of Sober in next week's episode. It is one of probably the most requested people that we've had outside of Kelly herself to be on the podcast. Um, and so we're really, really excited to announce that next week we're going to be speaking with Abe and Eubanks uh, on the show, which we're very, very excited about. Um, we're excited to be able to tell you guys we've we've let a couple of people along the way know, and they're all just like, oh, my God, I can't wait for that episode. That is going to be so great. Um, and I'm really, really excited to talk to Aben, not only just about his experiences with with playing with Kelly and and touring, but also Aben is a wonderful songwriter on top of all of that. And he has been a part of some of Kelly's most beloved songs, including sober. I mean, Kelly and Jimmy uh, along with calamity were uh, the songwriters on this particular song. And I'm trying to figure out what the question is that I'm going to ask about sober, because there's so many things that I have in my head. Um, That's like me. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just going to be like, thank you for co-writing. Maybe. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Just thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'd ask um, either. That's, I don't know. There's yeah, so there's, much. There's a lot of questions that we have uh, when it comes to Aben's songwriting. Um, and, it, and also, you know, it's great because he was a, uh, a heavy influencer as far as songwriting is concerned on the new Christmas record as well. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely going to be talking about that too. So slight sidebar here, promotion for next week's episode. We hope you guys are all excited. Aben Eubanks on next week's Woo-hoo! episode to talk about uh, his uh, his career alongside Kelly Clarkson. We're going to talk about all the things and we're very, very excited about that. So we hope that you'll be tuning in. Uh, so yeah, so that's Sober, uh, part of one of our uh, favorite Kelly penned songs in this episode. All right, we've got one song left each, Pam. Is that right? I have two. Oh, you have two. Okay. Well, then what, let's have you go ahead and go with this one. Okay. Cause I know our last one is the same one. So, yeah. Um, the second to last one I chose was You Can't Win and from mm. the Stronger album. I feel like it's the kind of the similar message that I've been kind of saying throughout the episode. But the lyric that I chose was If you're thin, call it a walking disease. If you're not, they're all screaming obese. If you're straight, why aren't you married yet? If you're gay, why aren't you waving a flag? Very relevant just because it's just no, not even just with body image or like sexual orientation or identity. It's just people can't win. Like if you want to do one thing, if you want to look a certain way, they're going to – people are just going to criticize you no matter what and it sucks. I hate it. But 
there's also just that mentality of realizing like, you know what, I don't really care what people are thinking, which takes a lot of practice and um, a lot of self-discipline to get like negative thoughts out of your head. But it's great when you're finally just, you know, when you're just like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to do what I want. I'm going to get people who are going to criticize criticize me for being too much of this and not enough this. And you're just going to, you know, live your life. Um, I just love the message of this. And she just sounds so aggravated because it's so just annoying. Everyone has a comment and like, you don't need to comment on everything. Just like keep your comments to yourself unless you're asked. So that's just my little tangent. <laughs> Great song. Although I do like, I mean, controversial, not really, because we've had, we had a whole episode about this, but I do prefer the demo version of this because her, um, the voice, her voice in the chorus is a little different in the in the demo. You can probably find it on YouTube, but great song. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, that's it. I mean, that was on my shortlist as well, just purely because she is she is speaking for everybody. Honestly, um, I don't know if there's a person that can't relate to lyrics in that song mm-hmm. where you just feel like you're trying to please everybody. You're trying to do the right thing, but at the end of the day, you can't win. You know, yeah. there's just going to be something that, you know, some group is going to feel left out or, you know, somebody's going to feel slighted. And, you know, that, that song was, was a little bit ahead of its time. I think it's even, you know, as the years went on, it became more and more relevant, even though it was a song that, you know, is considered an album track and nobody really uh, paid attention to it outside of, you know, super fans. Um, That song is still really, really relevant today. And the message is the same. Um, She could probably put in there, you know, something about the political climate and that song could have been released (laughs) last month. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, excellent choice. uh, Lyrically spot on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Should we go for our final song? Because we have the same song, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we we definitely have the final song. Uh, I sort of alluded to it earlier in the episode when I mentioned uh, Piece by Piece. Um, You know, Piece by Piece is oftentimes considered to be the sequel song to Pam and my final song on our list of favorite Kelly written songs. And that is Because of You. Um, When you look at this song, it's credited to Kelly and David Hodges and Ben Moody from Evanescence. Um, but I think we all know, again, we don't, we don't know exactly where people write on songs, but we all pretty well know that Kelly more or less wrote this entire song when she was 16 years old. Ben and, uh, David probably came along, helped her with some chorus stuff or, you know, maybe the bridge. I am, I feel confident in saying that their contributions to the the verbal structure of this song were minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I'm not correct, I don't care if that's what I'm going with because forget those guys. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is Kelly Clarkson's quintessential song. Um, and, you know, the fact that even before she was a professional singer, she wrote this song and she was able to bring this with her to her career. And it became such a huge massive hit um and i think american fans don't quite realize how big this song was worldwide we i don't know i can't remember how this topic came up i can tell I you think, i can tell you pam i'll let you take it 
So basically, um, I know for me a couple weeks ago, I, I got dinner with fashion correspondent Rob. Hey, Rob. Yes. And hey. uh, Kyle, who we had on one of our very first My Kelly Experience episodes. I had dinner with them and we kind of got into like a little mini debate about what we thought was the most well-known Kelly Clarkson song. Not the best. What is the most well-known among everyone? I personally thought it was Since You've Been Gone and I ended up putting, a, putting up a little Twitter poll about this. And Since You've Been Gone was the winner. Not to toot my own horn, but whatever. But <laughs> a lot of people commented on there that were not from the US and they were like, it's totally because of you. It was huge. Because of you was a massive hit in the states. Don't get me wrong, but when you take the five yeah. the five main singles from that album, it's definitely not the one that like at least in the states people know the most. Like if you were to go up to like, a random person on the street and they're like, "Name a Kelly Clarkson song in the U.S.," they're likely going to say "Since You've Been Gone." Um, so that's you're 100 percent correct. Like it was massive here, but it's I don't think I realized how massive it was worldwide. Yeah, I think that uh, in the worldwide scope, I think Because of You is the standout song from the Breakaway album. And I think in just our little sort of informal poll on on Twitter that we found that out. I, I mean, because I would have been camp since you've been gone 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I maybe I, I would have maybe put Because of You second, maybe at worst third. But yes, I mean, this was a massive song around the world. And again, you know, going back to my own personal experience, you know, it that song spoke to me uh, more so at that point in her career than any other song had. I was like, oh, my gosh, this this girl knows me like she, she knows my story. Um, so I don't know how you can't pick this as, you know, one of the best songs that she's ever written. Um, I'm thankful that she was able to get it onto an album. Um, the lyric that I picked, Pam, was I cannot cry because I know that's weakness in your eyes. I'm forced to fake a smile, a laugh every day of my life. Um, again, hello, relatable, you know, um, that that lyric just relates not even necessarily to home life experiences, but even, you know, interpersonal experiences getting older, you know, in my 20s and my 30s, um, that lyric still speaks to me. And so there's really not, I mean, there's not a bad lyric in the entire song. I mean, we could have just listed the whole of the lyrics of the song as our favorite lyrics because it's just a beautifully crafted song. It is so raw and so personal that, you know, I, I'm glad, I'm glad that it was her that put this song out and not, you know, I, I just, I don't hear that song hitting the same if it came from just about anybody else. That's fair. The lyric I chose was, um, I will not break the way you did. You fell so hard. I've learned the hard way to never let it get that far. I mm -hmm. am amazed that at 16 years old, she was able to emote and identify her thoughts and feelings so clearly and vividly. Mm -hmm. I, because that is something that does not come easily to a lot of people. Like I still struggle with that. And I've only recently been able to like kind of verbalize my thoughts when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I just think it is such a gift that she had and still has as an artist, as a songwriter, um, to be able to be that honest and vulnerable and to just do it in a way that 
is, um, you know, it's a way, it's a piece, it seems like out of her diary, but she still made it poetry in a way. It's, yeah. that's, that's a gift. Like, not everyone can do that. Like, I, I can't. Like, not at all. I'm not that, I don't have that, that, that kind of brain, but I'm just amazed by this. And I just think, you're right. I think if anyone else had put this out, it wouldn't be the same song. Maybe that's us being the homers. I don't know. But just being like, Kelly can't do any wrong. But it really is just a phenomenal song. And it is one that is going to um, have a long-lasting impression on just the music industry forever, I think. Yeah. Well said. Um, Yeah. I I don't, again, you know, with the age of this song, I don't know if there's anything else that we can say that hasn't already been said about because of you. And especially when we're, you know, talking to who we're talking to, Um, you all know how you feel about the song. You all know, you know, the impact that that song had on music. Um, So easily, uh, you know, the song that we could end our list of our favorite Kelly penned songs uh, for this particular episode. And and obviously there's a lot more, um, you know, there's dozens and dozens of songs that Kelly has written on that have made uh, her many albums. I mean, I can think of hello and be still and ready and a whole lot of woman and addicted and miss independent and trouble with love is, I mean, there's a lot of really, really great songs that Kelly has written on um, that could very well have made this list. So we're not saying that this is a definitive list by any stretch. This is simply our opinion. So we would love to know actually what some of your favorite songs are that Kelly Clarkson was a songwriter on. Uh, you can send those into uh, miss into podcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, share your favorites on social media everywhere on social. We are at miss into podcast we would certainly love to know your thoughts about this week's episode and next week again as we said we'll be back with a very very exciting episode with abe eubanks kelly's lead guitarist and co-songwriter from time to time i'm so excited he's one of the nicest people on the planet i'm so excited yes for everyone to hear that episode So until then, uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Oh, and before I forget, uh, we have a pseudo shorter episode this week. So I want to give some shout outs to some people that have left uh, some reviews over on Apple Podcasts. want to give a shout out to Donald from NH. uh, Says, my favorite podcast. Love learning new things about Kelly. Pam and Jeremy are are probably the best entertainment duo out there. Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. uh, Let's spiked soy milk says uh, this podcast name. is a yes uh says this podcast is a gem i'm an avid follower of various podcasts and yet have never left a review for any of them before but i think this one really deserves it this is a great podcast for only being around for two seasons thank you very much uh and then emily 614 says i love it this is such a great podcast being a huge kelly clarkson fan i really enjoy the topic so thank you so Yay, much thanks, uh, if you want to leave uh, if you want to leave a uh, review, uh, we're trying to read off and uh, give shout outs to people who leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. So uh, feel free to leave a review. Uh, give us five stars if you think that we uh, deserve five stars. And uh, maybe we'll read your review on one of our next episodes. Uh, until then, we will see you next week with Aben as our special guest. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Into Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 